want to say good morning to everyone. Uh, good morning, Mount Olive. We thank you again for coming on and joining us for our morning serve Sunday morning services uh, by way of um, Facebook, by way of conference call, by way of uh, podcast. Uh, we thank you all so much for joining us. We pray that God has blessed you this week, that God has been good to each one of you. Uh, and we know he's been good because he, he's woke us up every day this week. And uh, again, this morning, he woke us up. So we know God has been good to all of us. We might not got what we wanted, but he's been good to all of us. Uh, he has blessed us. He has protected us. And we want to just ask you to continue to uh, keep praying uh, that this world, this country will come back uh, together, that we will be able to come back and uh, worship together inside the building uh, where we might fellowship one with another. And when we come back to fellowship, that we will come back with the spirit of knowing who Jesus is and knowing that we need to give all our praises to him because uh, we'll realize uh, if you hadn't already, there are some who um, are not with us now. Um, and some who have passed on because of health reason, but some have passed because of this COVID-19. And, and, and we just thank God that we're not in the number uh, that has uh, gone on to be with him. So we just want you to remember that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And again, we thank you. Uh, for taking time out of your schedule to come on and join in with us uh, for uh, worship service with Mount Olive. Uh, the podcast, if anyone's interested, is called Sunday Morning uh, Worship Mount Olive. Um, let us look now to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we come again calling upon you because there is no name among heaven or earth that can do our dying souls any good but the name of your son, Jesus. We come, God, lifting up Jesus. We come, God, lifting you up. We come, God, with adorations and praises on our heart. We come, God, saying thank you. We thank you, God, for your son, Jesus, who died for us. We thank you, God, for being our God. We thank you, God, for how you have blessed us down through the years. And God, we ask now as we uh, prepare for worship, God, as we prepare for the message, God, that you will open our hearts and our minds up, that you will anoint uh, each one afresh. God, we thank you for the ones who have come on already to hear your word. We thank you, God, that uh, you have Touch their hearts to be wanting to learn and hear of your word. So we ask God in the name of Jesus that you will continue to shower your blessings upon them, God. We ask that you just bless them for being who they are, God. We ask God that you will bless the Mount Olive Church family. And, and as you bless the church family, God, keep your protection 
around Mount Olive Church family. And even the ones who are not listening, God, even the ones who have not came on at all, God, we just ask for your guidance. We ask, God, for your understanding. We ask, God, that you would just move now in the name of Jesus. We ask, God, that you will move on all the officers of the church. We ask, God, that you will move on all of the trustees of the church. We ask, God, that you will move on all the ushers and the uh, choir members of the church, God. Whatever position anyone holds in the church of Mount Olive, God, we pray that you would just touch them now, God. And as you touch them, that you will increase their knowledge, that you will increase their understanding, God, that you will cause them to understand what it's all about to work for you. So we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you're getting ready to do. And we ask now that you will bless this service and anoint it afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to again play a song off of our CD. Um, and we want to play it uh, from the... Um, And we pray that you will enjoy this.
Lord, I want to thank you for a brand new day. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm always thankful to God for brand new days because it seems as though when those new days come, a brand new blessing is coming our way. So we want to thank God for that. Uh, this morning, I want to call your attention to the gospel recorded by Luke chapter number 10 and verses 38 through 42. The gospel recorded by Luke chapter number 10 uh, verses 38 through 42. And those verses read, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we come now to share a word with these your people. We pray, God, for an anointing. We ask that you will anoint us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. We ask, God, that you will guide our tongue and our hearts and our minds as we Preach this word to these, your people. We ask, God, that you will allow this word to fall on good soil. And as it falls on good soil, that it will grow and increase in the knowledge that you will want our people to increase in. And so, God, we ask now that you would just bless us as we go and preach this word. We ask, God, that you would just anoint and bless the people as they hear the word. But most of all, God... We pray that we will become doers of the word and not just hearers only. We ask all of these blessings in the name of your son, Jesus, to Christ. And for his sake, we do pray. And every heart says, amen. amen. Again, we are still dealing uh, with the main thought of baggage. And this morning, I want to look at a baggage that we very rarely considered to be of baggage. And I want to use this morning for a thought. The cost of a lost focus. The cost of a lost focus. My brothers and sisters, it's very rare that we look at a lost focus as a baggage. But it's a baggage like any other problem or sin condition we have for God. But you know, my brothers and sisters, we 
always seem to set high standards of expectation in things that we want. But what if we applied the same standard to the church as we do to all other areas in our life? Uh, what if you fail to worship God one or two Sundays out of a month? Would you expect to be called a faithful Christian? We expect loyalty and reliability from the things in other people. Uh, but isn't it reasonable that God just might expect the same level of re re uh, reliability and, uh, re and loyalty from us when it comes to worshiping his son? Yeah, most of us don't uh, think it hurts when you uh, stay out of church one Sunday and you come the next Sunday, stay out the next two Sundays and you come the last Sunday. Uh, some of us think that's all right. Uh, but, but what if God called you on that? Would you believe that you are a faithful Christian? I want to ask a question. What got you up this morning to come on Facebook and conference call and even go on the podcast? Uh, was it your desire to uh, fill your heart with more of Jesus? Uh, was it uh, an uh, eagerness to hear the word of the Lord? Uh, giving him all of you over and over again? Or was it a sense of obligation since you are involved in a ministry? Or was it just a habit, out of habit? Uh, is coming to church or getting up and getting ready to hear the word of God something you do or something that you need. Hmm. Yes, my brothers and sisters. Some of us may be doing it just for fashion and shape. Some of us, my brothers and sisters, might be doing it just because we hold a position in the church. Some of us might be doing it simply because my mama and my grandmama brought me to church and out of habit, I hadn't stopped going to church. But this morning, my brothers and sisters, there are times when all of us might want to just stay at home for one reason or another. But there should also be an underlying underlying reason uh, uh, that keeps us coming back to the church house. Uh, and that one reason should be our desire to worship our Savior. 
uh, having a feeling uh, of closeness with him. Uh, uh, that is the uh, is our purpose. Uh, we could no longer stay away from the church uh, because we have a desire to share our lives with the Lord. In our text this morning, Jesus uh, and his disciples are traveling, uh, and they came uh, to a village where a woman named Martha uh, opened her home to them. Uh, she had a sister called Mary uh, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he uh, said, and Martha was distracted by all of the preparations uh, that had to be made uh, to serve uh, her company. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you uh, care that my sister has left me to do work, all the work by myself? Mm -hmm. uh, and Jesus tells her, uh, and, and she asked Jesus, said, Jesus, tell my sister Mary or, or tell her to help me. And Jesus replied, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, uh, uh, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what's better and it will not be taken away. Yes, my brothers and sisters, Jesus had just given the parable of the Good Samaritan to show how we are supposed to love our neighbor. And now he is using this situation with the two sisters to show how we are supposed to love God. Is there anybody out there this morning that truly know that you have love for God? Uh, my brothers and sisters, Martha home was located in a small village of Bethany, uh, uh, which was just outside of Jerusalem. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Scripture says it was her home. Uh, uh, it appears that Martha uh, was a widow and uh, therefore uh, was the head of the household. But in verse uh, 38, it says, uh, Jesus came to a village uh, where a woman named Martha opened her home up to him. Uh, now, my brothers and sisters, Martha was Mary and Lazarus' sister, uh, and they lived with Martha. Uh, uh, the, these uh, were friends of Jesus, uh, and he had been uh, here many times before. Uh, he found love uh, there, uh, but we are going to see uh, that the, the sister expresses uh, their love for him in very different ways. And this morning, my brothers and sisters, as we go through this text, Look at the text and see yourself. Don't look at nobody else in the text. 
But see yourselves in the text in one of the sisters. Martha, uh, yes, people have different temperaments. Some are active, uh, and these people always need to be busy, never able to sit still. Uh, do you know anybody that's like that? They always seem to have something going on. Uh, but the others are thoughtful people, uh, willing to sit back and and think things through. Uh, Martha is uh, a very active, uh, oriented person. Uh, her sister Mary, uh, however, appears to have more thoughtful nature. You see, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we take on different temperaments. Uh, some of us are eager to do things, and some of us would rather sit back and think things through before we act. Uh, here this morning, everything we do uh, and every relationship we have demand our focus. When we focus properly, we succeed. When we lose our focus, we begin to fall uh, and we begin to fail uh, and no longer uh, we go without focus. Uh, you see, the worst thing of our circumstances, the worse our circumstances get, uh, the worst our focus get. Uh, and I want us this morning to take a look at the story of Mary and Martha and see what it might teach us about the cost of losing our focus. The first thing that our text suggests uh, is that Mary, I mean that Martha, uh, started out by losing her focus uh, when she was feeling sorry for herself. So first, Martha felt sorry for herself. Uh, look at verse 10 and 40. Uh, uh, Luke, for, uh, verse, chapter 10, verse 40, describes Martha's uh, preoccupation uh, uh, with her household duties. Uh, Martha was di distracted by all the uh, preparations that had to be made. Uh, she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you uh, uh, care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Uh, tell her to help me. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but have you ever been at home uh, and it seemed that some unexpected company shows up uh, and when they show up, uh, you're not prepared uh, 
and you didn't realize that they were going to spend a little time with you uh, and you find yourselves trying to get prepared uh, or trying to prepare to uh, get ready to serve them dinner or serve a uh, uh, supper. Uh, but I don't know about you, but it seems as though that seemed to be a trying time sometimes, uh, especially around the holiday season when you got everybody coming in and out. Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, but I can imagine that Martha begins to get upset because it seems as though she might have a house full of folks. Uh, I know she had at least 13 visitors because she had Jesus and his disciples. Uh, so I know she had quite a few people in her house and uh, she was running around trying to get things ready. Uh, and her sister said at Jesus' feet, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, but I can uh, see how Martha might have got upset. Uh, we should take our responsibility seriously. You see, and that's what happens a lot of times in the church. We lose focus and we don't take our responsibilities seriously. If you are thinking in the church. You need to take that position seriously. If you're a trustee, you need to take that position seriously. Whatever position you hold in the church, you need to take it seriously. The trustees ought not be telling the deacons what to do. The deacons ought not be telling the pastor what to do. The trustees shouldn't be trying to boss members around. The deacons shouldn't be bossing the members around. You have lost your focus when you put yourselves in positions, uh, in, in place of other positions. So in other words, what I'm saying this morning is that if you feel that you can tell the pastor, what to do? You're in the wrong position. You're just a deacon of the church. And if the trustees feel they can tell the deacons what to do, you're in the wrong position. You need to sit back and do like Mary did. Think things through before doing. You see, my brothers and sisters, how many of us had a wrong attitude in our life. Something uh, may not go our way. Uh, or we think we have been slighted uh, and we start carrying a grudge. Uh, the problem with this is uh, it is not Christian behavior to sit around with a grudge. It's not Christian behavior. Uh, when things don't go your way, you get upset. That's non-Christian. Because you feel that things are not your way, then you're going to get upset with the person who don't follow you. If you went and jumped off a bridge and you want somebody else to do the same, you think they're going to jump off the bridge? 
No, they're not going to jump off the bridge. So we shouldn't want people to do the same thing. God doesn't lead us all in the same direction. He leads us in the same pathway. But not that we all do the same thing. Uh, because we're not puppets on a string. Each one of us has a mind. You see, within the church, uh, we find a very unique problem uh, that most of society does not have. Um, you want to be involved in some kind of ministry, so you find a ministry that you can serve in, uh, and you throw it all uh, and through and and you throw all of yourself into it, uh, but it's still have jobs, families, uh, and other obligations in your life. You see, this causes many to be overworked and to have much on their plate. In other words, some of us take on too much. Mm -hmm. We want to be in every position in the church. We want to have a part in everything that goes on. But we need to take time and sit back. God doesn't put other members in the church for them to sit around while others do everything. We need to get ourselves together and start working for the Lord. But my brothers and sisters, uh, this tendency of wanting uh, to do so much, uh, uh, to be busy, uh, can cause us to lose our focus. Uh, we are trying to do too many things without having enough time uh, uh, and uh, to do any of them uh, properly. Uh, this was where Martha found herself. Martha was in a position that she was trying to do too many things till she lost her focus. Mm -hmm. It was her loss of focus that made Martha feel sorry for herself. And it was the lack of focus that also caused her to be angry and her sister. And that's our second point. Um, Martha is angry at her sister Mary. Our world is filled of distractions. Um, and the more the pressure, uh, the more tempting uh, it is to focus on uh, the distractions rather than the important things. Uh, I think Martha wanted to honor Jesus, uh, but she saw her uh, priorities as fixing a meal to make sure others were taken care of. Uh, yes, uh, and most of us uh, find ourselves in the same position. Uh, we start with the greatest of enthusiasm, uh, uh, but as day progresses, uh, we begin to realize uh, uh, that we are running out of time uh, and we can't possibly finish everything that we plan to do. And, and I believe that we all have been in that position 
We've tried to do things. We've had things lined up. We've had our agenda set. And it seemed as though we just got busier and busier and busier. And before the end of the day, there was no time left to finish what we were doing. But my brothers and sisters, when that happened, we seemed to get angry. And we don't just necessarily get angry at people, but we get angry at ourselves for being in this situation. And angry with anyone else who might have hindered us in accomplishing our goal. Martha was like that. Uh, and that the harder she worked, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, the more work uh, up she became. Uh, have you ever seen anybody like that? Huh? They seem to get frustrated and mad. Uh, and the harder they work on something, uh, the harder they work around the church and the more they see somebody else sitting around not doing anything, uh, the matter they seem to get. Uh, I'm sure uh, the old saying describes Martha's situation that way. Uh, uh, that old saying is, uh, the hurrier I go or the faster I go, uh, the behinder I get. Uh, in other words, the faster I go, the more I do, the, uh, the slower I find myself and the more behind I become uh, because I'm so frustrated with myself and others. Uh, but I share with you this morning uh, that we all not let our frustration be taken out on somebody else. Uh, yes, uh, we ought to get rid of that frustration. We ought to get rid of that baggage. We ought to throw it out the door because it ain't no good uh, for any of us. Uh, some people uh, get burned out uh, in service to others. We wonder why people quit and give up. They quit and give up because they get burned out in serving others. Martha was burned up in her. In other words, Martha wasn't burned out. Martha was mad. And that's the way we do in church. That's the way we do our Christian brothers and sisters. We get upset and mad at them because they won't do what we want them to do. Yeah, we have church meetings and we try and set them up. And because the people won't do what we want them to do, we get upset with them and we don't want to talk to them. We don't want to Treat them the way they ought to be treated. But if you're a child of God, the word of God tells you you ought not do those type of things. That you ought to treat your brothers and sisters as your brothers and sisters. It is bad enough to feel uh, as if everything uh, rests on your shoulder. It is even more worse uh, when we see someone 
who doesn't seem to be pulling their own weight uh, 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 puts uh, that uh, uh, feeling in everyone uh, and it creates more pressure on each one of us. Um, and that is what uh, I see happening to Martha this morning. Uh, we become tensed uh, and pressured uh, uh, and pressure increase when we try to perform wrong tasks. You see, if you in the church, you can't be the pastor if you weren't called to be the pastor. You can't be the deacon if God hadn't called you to be the deacon. You can't be the Trustee of God didn't call you to be a trustee. In other words, what we need to learn to do is to stay in our lane. And if you stay in your lane, you will maintain your focus. You see, our choice is to recognize that whenever we feel this un a uh, loving feeling toward others, uh, that means we are out of line with God's uh, will and we must immediately go to God and ask him to forgive and strengthen us. Uh, Ephesians 4.26 says, uh, we are told uh, not to sin uh, in our anger, uh, but if we lose our focus, uh, we will end up sinning, just like Martha did. She started finding faults with her sister. Mm -hmm. And we do the same in the church. We find fault in our brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. In the second part of verse of verse 40, Martha finally uh, explodes uh, and comes bawling out of the kitchen, uh, probably uh, in a huff, uh, and says to Jesus, Lord, uh, do you not care? My sister has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to help me. Yeah, I just take want to take a couple of minutes in my spiritual eye and just kind of give you a glimpse of Martha when she come out of the kitchen. Martha is just like you and I. When she came out of the kitchen, I can hear her stomping her feet as she walked. I can hear her say, now, Jesus, now, Lord, uh, wait a minute, Lord, uh, my sister Mary ain't doing a thing. Uh, and I just want you to tell her right now to come in that kitchen and help me. Uh, you see, that's the way we act. We act just like Martha. We get upset, we start yelling, we start raising sand. And before you know it, we're so mad you can see the blood in our eyes. But my sister and brothers, Martha is so upset 
she doesn't even call Mary by her name. But she refers to her as my sister. And as much as Martha had a need uh, to serve others, uh, Mary had a need to worship Jesus. Uh, and I just want to stop right there for one second. Uh, is there anybody that has a need to worship Jesus this morning? Uh, I don't know about you, but I got a need to tell Jesus, thank you uh, for what he's done. Thank you uh, for watching over me. Thank you uh, for being my God. Uh, if I got any worshipers out there this morning, uh, you ought to give him some praise. You ought to take a praise break right now uh, and tell the Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you uh, for what you've done for me. Yes, and this is very important. To be good Christians, we must love them enough to let them have their priorities. Mm -hmm. So for Martha to be a good Christian, she must love Mary enough to understand why Mary needs to give God some praise. And we too must understand that. But the problem was Martha lost her focus, uh, and it caused her to get upset, uh, but it also caused her, and this is my third point, uh, it caused Martha to eventually question whether Jesus cared for her or not. Uh, and as Mary goes in to talk with, to Jesus, uh, about her problems. Um, there is a spirit. Uh, as Martha goes in to talk to Jesus about her problem. There is a, a spot of a self spirit of selfishness in her voice. Uh, it's like she's saying, Lord, make sure I get my way on this. Uh, and I'm so doing uh she is accused, and in so doing, uh, Martha accuses Jesus uh, of not caring. Uh, Martha linked Jesus caring about her to his telling Mary to get in the kitchen and help fix dinner for everyone. But that isn't how Jesus shows uh, uh, us uh, that he cares for us, uh, do we ever accuse Jesus of not caring uh, because he didn't give us what we wanted uh, at the time? Uh, Martha's problem was that uh, she expected Mary to serve and worship Christ uh, uh, in Martha's way. Uh, not the way Mary wanted to. Uh, and I think we sometimes expect others uh, to love, honor, and worship Jesus uh, like we do. Uh, and, if we do and if they don't, uh, we automatically consider uh, what they do 
as wrong. Uh, in other words, my brothers and sisters, uh, because you stand up and clap your hands and give God praise and somebody next to you don't give God the praise the same way. Uh, you have no right uh, to feel that they're not worshiping the same God as you uh, because they don't read the Bible uh, uh, the way you read the Bible because they don't quote verses the way you quote verses because they don't have an understanding the way you have an understanding. They might not even speak in tongue uh, and that doesn't mean that they don't know the Lord for themselves. Uh, what make us know the Lord for ourselves is what the Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus uh, and believe in our heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead. The Bible says that I shall be saved. Uh, and I don't know about you, but do I have anybody that can testify that they've done that a long time ago uh, and God saved them and God changed them uh, and God made them uh, and behold, old things have become new. Uh, yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, we don't have a right to judge somebody by the way we worship God. Mm -hmm. The Bible says a tree is known by the fruit that it bears. Yes, Martha thought what she needed most uh, right then was to have her sister help her in the kitchen and in reality, what she needed most uh, was a new perspective. Um, Jesus gave her what she needed, uh, not what she thought she needed. Uh, mm -hmm. And Jesus continues to do that for us today, too. Uh, he shows us through the Holy Spirit uh, where we need to change, uh, what attitude we need to keep, uh, and what attitude we need to lose. Uh, in other words, what baggage you need to get rid of, uh, what you need to throw away in your closet or in your suitcase. Uh, uh, somebody got some stuff they need to get rid of. Uh, and we all, my brothers and sisters, probably got some stuff we still need to get rid of. Of, uh, and if we allow God to clean us up, if we allow God to change our hearts, if we allow God to lead us in the right direction, I'm sure that we'll find uh, that God will move. Uh, and every Christian must remember this truth. Uh, if we forget Jesus while serving him, uh, we will end up quitting him. Uh, and unless we talk uh, take the time uh, to worship him uh, personally. Uh, we will not really know how to serve him properly. In other words, worshiping without serving is powerless. Mm -hmm. Serving without worshiping is directionless. And serving after worshiping produces power and balance, uh, yes, my brothers and sisters. Uh, so there are some things that 
uh, we can find in the word of God. Uh, but I don't want to close our story uh, of these two sisters uh, without understanding the part they played in biblical history. There are two great confessions about who Jesus really was. And one was given by Martha in John eleven twenty seven. Yes, Lord, uh, replied Martha, I believe that you are the child, the Christ, uh, the Son of God who was uh, to come into the world. Uh, now, I don't know about you, uh, but Mary... Is also found elsewhere in scripture. Uh, uh, in each time, uh, uh, she is at the feet of Jesus. Uh, and one of them is perhaps the most moving picture of sacrifice, sacrificial worship in the Bible. Uh, uh, John 12, 1 through 3. Uh, then six days before the Passover, uh, Jesus came to Bethany. Uh, there they made him supper, uh, and Martha served. Uh, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Uh, then Mary took a pound of uh, the very best perfume uh, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet dry with her hair uh, and the house was filled uh, with the fragrance of uh, the all. Uh, uh, she uh, severely, uh, uh, she was severely criticized by at least one disciple for her wasteful actions. Uh, did she quit because of the criticism? Uh, no, uh, she was one of the women at the tomb uh, on the morning of uh, the resurrection when she sat at the feet of Jesus. Uh, you learn uh, not to quit because other people criticize you. Uh, you learn to to turn uh, the other cheek uh, and to keep going when others criticize you. Uh, whatever this gospel, uh, it, whenever this gospel is preached in the world, uh, uh, what this woman had done will also be told as a memorial uh, uh, to uh, uh, the world. Uh, I'm so glad my brothers and sisters uh, uh, that Mary didn't quit because her sister Martha criticized her. I'm so glad my brothers and sisters uh, that she sat at the feet of Jesus. Uh, is there anyone out there sitting at the feet of Jesus uh, waiting to get an answer from Jesus? Uh, don't you know he will show up on time? Uh, he will make a way out of no way. Uh, yes, where is your focus this morning? Uh, have you been uh, more concerned with the uh, accomplishing your duties uh, without taking time uh, necessary to personally worship Jesus? You see, our, or have you been so involved in worshiping Jesus that you haven't actually accomplished anything for him? We are called to have balance in our relationship with Jesus. Uh, mm -hmm. 
So my brothers and sisters, uh, as I close this morning, uh, we talked a lot about serving and worshiping Jesus. Uh, but to be able to serve him uh, or to worship him, you must know exactly who Jesus is uh, and what he offers. Here is uh, the Jesus that I know. Uh, Jesus is uh, Christ. Uh, he is the living son of the living God. Uh, he is uh, the first and last, uh, the beginning and the end. Uh, he always was, uh, he still is, uh, and he always will be. Uh, he cannot be moved, uh, changed, or defeated. Uh, uh -huh. He was hurt so uh, he could uh, bring about healing. Uh, he died so that he might give life. Uh, mm -hmm. The world can't understand him. Uh, the world can't defeat him. Uh, the world can't explain him. Uh, and although the world tried to, uh, it cannot ignore him. Uh, Hitler couldn't uh, silence Jesus. Uh, uh, New Age religion tried, uh, but can't replace him. Uh, Jesus is, feel, uh, uh, is the fulfillment of God. Uh, he... Uh, his ways are not our ways. Uh, uh, his ways are in uh, his words. Uh, his ways are right and his words are eternal. Uh, uh, his will is unchanging uh, and his mind is on me. Uh, he is my redeemer. Is there anybody other than me can call him my redeemer? He is your savior. He is my savior. He is my God. Uh, he is my peace. Uh, he is my joy. Uh, he is my comforter. Uh, he is my Lord. Uh, and he is my ruler uh, and my life. Uh, I serve him uh, because his goal is having a, uh, a relationship with me. Uh, is there anybody out there that's serving uh, because of your relationship with him? Uh, don't you realize that Jesus wants a relationship with each one? of us. Uh, he will never leave us, uh, nor uh, he will ever forsake us. Uh, he, every time I fall, uh, Jesus picks me up, uh, and every time I act, uh, he gives me forgiveness. Uh, I am his, and he is mine. Uh, the devil is, strong, uh, is stronger than I am, uh, uh, but the devil is no match for my Savior. Uh, he said, 
said it, I believe it, uh, and that sells it. I love him uh, because he first loved me, uh, and I'm so glad that he died uh, out at Calvary uh, on that old rugged cross. Uh, he was placed in a borrowed tomb, uh, and he lay there for three days, but on that third day, my brothers and sisters, uh, can you help me say, uh, on that third day, he got up. Uh, anybody know he got up? Uh, he got up uh, with all power in his hand. And I'm so glad that Jesus got up with all power in his hand. So my brothers and sisters, if we are losing our focus, keep it in Jesus' hand. And he will see us through. Take that baggage of losing focus and throw it out the door now. Get ready. I heard a preacher say, get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to worship God in a new fashion when we get back together. The old folks say, what a time, what a time, what a time. And it's going to be a time when we all get together. We're going to sing and shout Jesus' name. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we come again calling upon you. We pray, God, that if we've lost our focus, that we return now to you. Mm -hmm. That we will ask you, God, to forgive us. And as you forgive us, God, that you will build us up stronger. That we might run back to you and regain our focus and direction. God, we thank you for being God and God all by yourself. But there still might be someone, God, that don't know you in the free pardon of their sin or Someone, God, who feels that they have fallen away from you and just want to return to you, God. You said in your word, God, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that you raise your son Jesus from the dead, that we shall be saved. And God, we're confessing that right now. We're believing that right now. We're praying on that right now, God, and we're just trusting in it right now knowing that you will make everything all right. And so, God, we ask that you would create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us, God. We pray, God, that as we move forward this week, God, that you will allow us to move forward with a, a new spirit and a right mind, God. We pray, God, that this virus, this coronavirus, that you will continue to keep your protection around uh, each one of us, God, and as you keep your protection, God, that you will continue to provide a, a cure for this virus, God, that you will uh, is, is show us, God, that uh, you have created what we need. So we just thank you for all you're going to do now. We thank you for how you're going to move now. We pray, God, that you will continue to move on the Mount Olive Church family, God, and, and we pray, God, that you will bring us back together soon. We pray for that understanding, God. We know that you're able to do all things but fail. 
Now, God, we pray that you just watch over us and keep us. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, may the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may his Holy Spirit rest ruling about each one of us now and forevermore. Let us all say together, amen. amen. Again, we want to thank you uh, for being a part of the service this morning. Uh, we want to again remind you that if you're not paying your tithes, please, ma'am, please, sir, pay your tithes. And Good morning. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to say good morning to Mount Olive. Uh, again, we welcome you uh, by way of um, Facebook Live and by way of podcast and also by way of teleconference. We thank you all so much for joining in uh, as we continue to uh, do what thus says the Lord. We pray that you all have been blessed this week, that God has been blessing you and that God is still in the blessing and the protecting business. Uh, he won't put any more on us than we all can bear. So we just thank God that we're able to even come online this morning. So many uh, have gotten affected by this COVID-19 and uh, not able to be online and not able to even speak again. But we thank God that he has protected each one of us thus far. Uh, we want to keep encouraging you to hold your head up and keep looking up that God is making a way and that God will take care of us. Let us now look to the Lord in prayer. Our Father and our God, we come now calling upon you because there is no name among heaven or earth that can do our dying souls any good but the name of Jesus. God, we come first saying thank you. We thank you for your son Jesus and how you allowed him to die for each one of us. We thank you, God, for just being our God. We thank you for watching over each one of us from day to day, even to this present moment, God. We pray, God, that as we continue to uh, provide services this way, God, and as we continue to come together uh, as one this way, God, we pray that your guidance will continue to keep us, that, you're, that you will allow us, God, to move back within our sanctuary walls and uh, be able to come face to face once again with each other, God. We just mm -hmm. thank you for how you have moved us for. We thank you for how you are still taking care and watching over us. And God, we ask now in the name of Jesus that you will have the service to be what you want it to be, God. Allow the service to be uh, exactly how you have planned it. And so, God, we just thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for you, God. We just thank you for all that you're doing. We ask now, God, you will bless all of the ones who are on uh, the lines who are listening in any way, God. We ask that you will bless them and bless their homes, God. We ask, God, that you encourage the ones who have not even took a, a time out of their schedule to even come and listen to your word, God. We pray that they will join in and become and, and just begin to uh, study and know who you are. So we just thank you for that. 
We thank you, God, because we know that you're going to do all those things. We ask all of that now in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ. And for his sake, we do pray. And every heart says, Amen. Again, we uh, want to play another song from our from uh, the CD that we recorded. Um, and we want to pray that you will be blessed by it. I've been trying to feature and play some of the songs, um, and someone out there listening might hear it and might want to purchase a CD. We do have some. Uh, so, my brothers and sisters, we just want to encourage Mount Olive uh, that we are in the right direction.
Amen. I want to thank you, Lord, for blessing me. We mm -hmm. all ought to be thanking the Lord for blessing each one of us day after day. This morning, our scripture will be taken from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27. And it reads this way. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we come again calling upon you and asking you, God, to take us now as we prepare to present this word and hide us behind the old rugged cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We ask, God, that you will take us and mold us and shape us, God, and that you will allow the Holy Spirit to speak in and through me, that you will anoint the people afresh who are listening to your word. We pray, God, that you would just take us and you would just Hold us in the hollow of your hand. And as we close out this series, God, on baggage, we ask that you will show us the way, God. Continue to be a light unto our pathway. God, we ask now for an anointing. An anointing that will cover us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. We thank you now, God. We ask that you will master preaching with the power from on high. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and every heart says amen. Amen. Again, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, but our text this morning, as we close out a four-part se sermon or series on baggage as a main thought, uh, we want to talk this morning on this subject, what the church needs to be what the church needs to be. Now, we've spent three weeks on talking about cleaning out our luggage and throwing things away and getting rid of some things. And as I thought about that, I began to think about change. And my brothers and sisters, change is uh, prevalent everywhere. From the mountaintop to the ocean floor, change, something is constantly changing. From the North Pole to the South Pole, some things continually change. From century to century, from 
year to year, from month to month, from week to week, from day to day, from hour to hour, and yes, even from moment to moment, things are constantly changing. And as we close out the series on baggage, I want us to look at the church and what what it needs to be uh, in order uh, to be a church that will thrive in times like these. Yes, my brothers and sisters, there have been many misunderstandings uh, by saints and sinners as well in regards to uh, uh, in regards to what the church needs to be. Uh, brothers and sisters, this is partly due to the misinterpretation uh, of Scripture, uh, combined with selfish desires and, and 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 pity and insignificant personal beliefs. Uh, yeah, so so this morning, let us get an understanding of what the church is not composed of. Uh, it's not composed of brick and mortars, but it's composed of flesh and blood. It's not composed of chandelier and carpet, uh, but of those who walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. It's not composed of expensive musical instruments, but of those who sing the songs. They sing songs like Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Yes, my brothers and sisters, I believe that every individual need to be part of the church. And I'm not just uh, talking about the universal church, uh, but also of a local congregation uh, which gathers on a regular basis uh, to worship the Lord. The, uh, uh, so first, my brothers and sisters, let us look at the first thing uh, that, I, that, that seemed to be suggested. I believe... Uh, uh, my brothers and sisters, what every, uh, first of all, what every Christian need to be. Uh, our text tells us, uh, husband loves your wife as Christ loved the church. Uh, every Christian need to be an active uh, person in such a body of believers. Uh, therefore, my brothers and sisters, I believe that it is of great importance that we clearly understand what kind of church need, uh, need, uh, uh, is needed in uh, these desperate hours uh, uh, that can and will help us uh, understand uh, and help us uh, and inspire us, the saints, to live a victorious life. Uh, and an over and overcoming spiritual life in Jesus Christ. Um, yes, I believe uh, that we need a church, my brothers and sisters. Uh, we need a church. Uh, I believe uh, 
uh, that we need a church that knows uh, uh, what it believes. We need a church that uh, practice what it teaches and preaches. We need a church, I believe, my brothers and sisters, uh, uh, that uh, know what they're singing about. Uh, and, and we need a church uh, that does what it should do according to the scripture. Mm -hmm. And I believe uh, that we need a church that enjoys um, uh, what it does for the Lord uh, right. and uh, provide it uh, uh, by the way uh, it worships, uh, uh, by, proves it by the way it worships uh, and by the way they work uh, and by the way they witness, uh, uh, yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, we need a church that is built uh, on uh, the right foundation. Uh, uh, we need a church uh, uh, that preaches the right gospel. Uh, we need a church, my brothers and sisters, uh, that teaches the right doctrine. Uh, so in other words, uh, my brothers and sisters, is there anybody out there that can help me uh, testify that you know the master, uh, that you love the master, uh, mm -hmm. uh, that you trust the master, uh, mm -hmm. that you believe the master, uh, and that you uh, uh, worship the master uh, mm -hmm. uh, from a heart that overflows with love and devotion. Uh, uh -huh. Is there anybody out there that's dedicated to the Lord? Is there anybody out there that's going to tell the Lord, thank you uh, thank for you. just being my God? Thank you uh, for watching over me. Uh, yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, we also need a church uh, where the Holy Spirit uh, has both the freedom to move uh, uh -huh. and the liberty to work. Uh, right. Is there anybody out there that knows uh, uh, that the presence, uh, uh, knows the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit yes. is a must in the church and yes. the house of God? Uh, but not only is it a must in the house of God, but it's a must in each one of us who dare say that we are child children of the king. Uh, uh -huh. And if we're going uh, to pray right, uh, if we're going uh, to preach right, uh, if we're going to teach right, uh, if we're going to give right, uh, if we're going to worship right, uh, and if we're going to praise God right, uh, then we must yield uh, to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes, my brothers and sisters, we must yield to the Holy Spirit. But the second thing that the church, that the text seems to suggest, uh, we need a church uh, that's in love with the Lord. Um, listen to what it says here. Husband, love your wife, uh, just as Christ also loved the church uh, and gave himself for her. Uh, yes, that uh, he might sanctify and cleanse her 
with the washing of water by the word. Um, the Bible says that we should love uh, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Uh, because he says that's the first and great commandment. Uh, uh, yes, uh, my brothers and sisters, when we are in love with the Lord. Uh, there is no uh, 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 sacrifice that's too great to make. Uh, when we are in love with the Lord, there's no work too hard to do. Uh, uh -huh. When we are in love with the Lord, there is uh, uh, no responsibilities too much to be fulfilled. Uh, when we are in love with the Lord, uh, there is no commandments uh, too hard to keep uh, uh -huh. when we are in love with the Lord. Uh, nothing can can do uh, because Paul says uh, that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Uh, uh, can we uh, stop uh, right here uh, just for a few minutes? Uh, and would you join in with me as I take a praise break right now? Uh, God is a well. Uh, God's well won't run dry. Uh, uh -huh. uh, God's cup is not empty. Uh, right. uh, God's bank is not broke. Uh, uh, God's throne is not vacant. Uh, he is still on the throne uh, because he is still God. Uh, is there anybody out there can testify that they love the Lord? Uh, I love the Lord. Uh, I want to tell everybody this morning that God is good uh, all the time and all the time God is good. Uh, we ought to tell him thank you right now. Uh, take a praise break and give the Lord Lord, some praise. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, give the Lord some praise because he's worthy. Uh, anybody know God is worthy? Uh, anybody tried him? Uh, have you really tried him for yourself? Uh, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, the church we need uh, must be a church uh, uh, that's uh, for those who are down and out. Uh, it must be a church for uh, the lost, uh, uh, the ones that are lost and can't find their way, uh, the right. ones that are sick and they can't get well. Uh, yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, as well as those uh, who are frustrated and confused, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, if the church doesn't care, uh, then who will? Uh, if the church doesn't show concern about the those want the loved ones, uh, then who will? Uh, and if the church doesn't open her arms uh, uh, to these, uh, then who will? Uh, because wherever uh, the saints are gathered together, uh, there's the church is is, uh, and the church should be uh, a place where the where our 
spirits are revived. Uh, uh, it ought to be a place where determination uh, is restored. Uh, it ought to be a place where our faith uh, is strengthened uh, and right. our burdens are lifted. Yes, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, wherever the saints are gathered together uh, uh, to worship the Lord, uh, sin uh, uh, can be washed away uh, uh -huh. and lives can be uh, uh, changed and challenged. Uh, when the body of believers uh, assemble in uh, the name of Jesus, uh, it needs to be a place uh, where we drink from the fountain of life. Uh -huh. uh, yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, I don't know about you, uh, but one day uh, I drank from that fountain of life, uh, and he gave me a new walk. Uh, he gave me a new talk. Uh, he gave me a new attitude. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. Is there anybody glad uh, that God has changed your life and made a way for you? But thirdly, The text seemed to suggest uh, we need a church that is willing and ready to help. Uh, uh -huh. Again, verse 27, uh, that he might present her to himself, uh, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. We need to be a church that is willing and able to help the helpless, to love the unlovable, to assist the poor, and to welcome the strangers. If we can be a guide for those who are stumbling in the darkness, if we can be strength to those who are weak, if we can be a blessing to those who are burdened down, if we could be a refuge to those who are fleeing, from temptation, uh, and if we can be an encouragement uh, to those who are battering, battering uh, against uh, Satan and sin, uh, mm -hmm. we would be the example that God would want us to be. Uh, his word tells us to be the light of the world. Uh, we ought to be ready uh, uh, to be caught up uh, uh, together to meet uh, the Lord in the air, uh, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Uh, yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, since brick and mortar do not make the church, um, but rather it makes uh, 
up of, but rather the church is made up of blood-born, uh, 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 blood-washed, born-again, spirit-filled, uh, uh, and totally uh, uh, committed individual. Uh, the church is no more and no less uh, than what we alone will help God and with the help of God make it. Mm -hmm. In other words, my brothers and sisters, uh, if the atmosphere in the church is cold, it's cold because we are cold. Uh -huh. Yes, my brothers and sisters, uh, if there is something lacking uh, in the church, uh, it's probably lacking because uh, there is something lacking in each one of us. Uh -huh. We must realize that the church uh, will never be any better nor any greater than we make the church. We are the church, and if it's not what it ought to be, uh, it's because we are uh, not what we ought to be. Uh, if it's not alive and well, uh, it's because we are spiritual, not spiritually alive and well. Uh, uh -huh. My brothers and sisters, uh, although some may think uh, it would be uh, make a big difference uh, if only we had a bigger uh, and better facility. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but my brothers and sisters, uh, the bigger and better facilities won't uh, do anything if the Spirit of God is not in either one of us. Uh, uh -huh. Yes, I just want to stop by and let you know uh, if only we had more finances uh, and that seemed to be an issue with a lot of us uh, uh, and, and more tired payers uh, and, and no doubt this would make quite a difference uh, in most cases uh, but what I believe uh, uh, that is really needed uh, uh, in most churches is an old-fashioned, uh, heaven-sent, uh, Christ-centered, uh, Holy Ghost revival. Uh, uh, God send down a revival uh, and let it begin in me. Uh, so my brothers and sisters, uh, it is surprising how much better the preaching uh, and uh, the teaching uh, and the singing and the praying seems to be when the church is revived. Uh, so therefore may I uh, add and um, may uh, our prayer be uh, revive us again. Uh, uh, yes, uh, fill our hearts with thy love. Uh, may so be rekindled uh, with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Uh, hallelujah, amen. Uh, hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. Uh, but I can't end right there uh, because I need to tell you uh, there uh, uh, Jesus came through 40 and two generations uh, and he was led of Golgotha's 
healed. Yes, uh, he, he was nailed to an old rugged cross. Oh, uh, he was buried in a barred tomb. Uh, but is there anybody can help me testify uh, that he's not in the grave? Uh, he got up on that third day of morning. Can you help me say he got up uh, with all power? He got up uh, with deliverance in his hand. He got up uh, with joy in his hand. Uh, he got up with peace in his hand. Uh, but he had all power. All power was in his hand. What the church needs to be. The church needs to be a place where we can come and feel Jesus' presence and find healing, deliverance taking place. That's what the church needs to be. And I believe God has given us an opportunity to get it right. A songwriter said, this is just a rehearsal. We're going to sing and shout. This is just a rehearsal. And so, my brothers and sisters, while we're not together physically, let us begin to work on ourselves spiritually. And as we work on ourselves spiritually, let us turn it all over to God. And as we turn it all over to God, move out of the way and ask him to make us over again. That's my prayer. That when we return together, we will be different. In every way, we will serve and worship the Lord from the depths of our heart when we return together physically. Let us pray now. O oh Lord, our God, we come now calling on you Asking you, God, to look inside of each one of us. From the pulpit, through the sanctuary, through the body of Christ. We ask you, God, to look at all of the hearts and minds of the members of Mount Olive. We've thrown out the baggage we don't need now, God. We have talked about what is needed in the church. Mm -hmm. But God, most of all, I believe what is needed in the church is for each one of us to have a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. I believe, God, that we need uh, 
a revival. We need a touch from you. A touch that will change our minds. A touch that will change our heart. A touch, God, that will change everything about us. That when we join together once again, that we will come with shouting on our hearts and in our mouth, that we will praise you from the bottom of our heart. But God, I need to stop for a minute and uh, pray, God, that if there's anyone that don't know you in the free pardon of their sin, uh, we ask right now, God, that they will confess you as their Lord uh, and Savior, uh, that they would believe in their heart that you raised your son Jesus from the dead. Uh, because, God, you said if they did those things that they would be saved. Uh, and so, God, if anyone just confessed that, uh, uh, I pray, God, that they would begin a new walk in their lives. Uh, I pray that they would change their attitude. Uh, but, God, not only that, we pray, God, for the sick and shut in and our church family. Uh, mm -hmm. We pray, God, that you will bless the ones who are in nursing homes, the ones who are in the hospital, the ones who are at home, they just don't feel well at all. God, we pray for your strength uh, and your power. We pray for your healing upon each one of them, God, because you are the doctor in uh, their sick room. Yes, you are Lord. the lawyer in their courtroom. Uh, you are their provider. Uh, and God, we thank you for being a provider. We thank you for being uh, omnipresent. We thank you for being uh, our uh, all and all. Uh, but most of all, we thank you because we know you got all power in your hand. Uh, and so, God, as we continue through this pandemic, uh, we continue to pray uh, that you will continue to move upon this pandemic, God, that you will continue to send down the medicine, uh, the things that are needed to help us get through this pandemic. And God, then I pray also for the vaccine that has been developed for this COVID-19. I pray that this vaccine, God, will be just what you ordered through the help of the doctors and scientists you put together. So God, we thank you for being that kind of God, for looking out for each one of us. And now God, we pray that this will become a rapid vaccine where everyone will be able to receive it in a timely manner that we might come back together once again. We pray that you would keep us now. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus to Christ, may the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, may his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each one of us now and forevermore. Let us all say together, amen. Again, Wear your protection, uh, your face mask, even after you get 
the shot. 